signs. Moon matters, moon signs, you know. It's my thing. I'm excited about it. So everybody kind of knows their uh, their sun sign. I mean, even my dad knows his sun sign. He's like, I'm an Aquarius. Um, so we're going to be starting with the first six. It's going to be your typical, you know, Aries through Virgo type deal. And then next week we'll wrap it up with Libra through Pisces. And I'm not doing Aries first just because I'm an Aries moon. Don't think that. Don't think that. It's just because Aries is first. That's how they that's how they are. And also, if I get to your moon and uh, your moon's done, don't dip out. Don't be like that. Stick around. You've got other people in your life. Other people have moons. You should learn about their moon. Learn how their emotional world ticks. You know, the moon is our emotions. It's, it's our inner world. You should want to know how the important people in your life, how their inner world works. So if your moon comes up, Stick around for them. Aries moon, let's begin. They are cardinal fire. Some key words for an Aries moon is passion, intensity. They're often known as being impatient and opinionated. They can be impulsive. I mean, they not can be, they are. They are impulsive. We are extremely impulsive. Whether it's just the way you go through your day, the decisions you make. I feel like every decision I make is an impulse decision. Every single one. Almost nothing I do is thought out. And I will be using me as an example for this just because I I live this. I live this Aries moon life, so I know it very well. Um, we're, We're often upbeat. Even though we're impulsive, you know, I think for the most part, most Aries moon people are very positive and upbeat and it takes a lot to get them down. A lot. So these people, myself included, are we're very sure of ourselves and we're very sure of those impulsive decisions that we make. We walk through life making these snap decisions and not caring about or rarely thinking of the consequences, really. Because why would... It, why would we plan ahead when we could just be doing? Why waste time planning when you can really get in there and just just start things, just start it. We'll deal with it as it comes. We'll deal with the consequences we'll, or we'll deal with the success. In our minds, consequences aren't going to be a thing. And if something crops up, we'll handle it. You know, there's no time to think about planning when you could be doing. So although we have this really rambunctious spirit, it also has a slight charm to it. It's it's the ever eternal optimist charm of everything's going to be okay, and it can be infectious for people. Um, we also we're talkers. We like to talk. We'll talk to pretty much anyone about anything, except our emotions. <laughs> we we generally don't open up emotionally super fast or easy. But if you want to talk about anything else, yeah, we're down. <laughs> um, Another thing is, yeah, we're ambitious, but the caveat to that and the but goes for, this is for all fire signs across the board. All fire signs, including an Aries moon, are ambitious, but if what they're working on isn't a passion of theirs or doesn't interest them greatly, then they won't be working on it for very long. I have fallen victim to this so many times where I've gotten myself into something on a snap, on a whim, snap decision, and 
you know, days later, I have abandoned said hobby or, you know, whatever I decided to get myself into. And I'm like, hmm, wasn't for me. And then I just, you leave it, you leave it behind and you never think about it again. But if an Aries moon does set their sights on something, you can be sure that they, we will obtain it. We will put our all, our fiery ambitions into that until it is ours and we have mastered it. So, you know, the moon being our our inner world, our feelings, it's also how we interact with others. So the way an Aries moon interacts with others is we crave strong, intense bonds. We want to be, we want to, we want to really know who we're dealing with. We want to know the ins and outs of someone, your secrets. We want to keep, we want to keep your secrets. We want to know them. We want to, we want to be in your chamber of secrets. We want to know about it. We want the key to it. And we want you to trust us because if you're in our lives, we trust you. We don't have um, acquaintances generally. We don't even like to keep acquaintances. It's we want strong bonds. And if you're an Aries moon who allows the wrong people into your life, you can bet you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get betrayed. People will let you down continuously. But if you've already let them in, it's very hard for you to let them go. And that's because we're generous in nature. We'll give our time, attention, money, shirt off our back to anyone that we care about. Again, if we have accepted you into our circle, you're in for life. And it's going to be very, very hard for us to let go of that and to not give you everything because we think you deserve it if you're in our inner circle. We also want to be the center of attention, (laughs) especially to the people we love. And I think that's part of our exuberant personality. Um, We're larger than life because it's like, look at us, look what we're doing. We're so great. You're great too. We're all great. Let's all be great together. So we want an intense love and we want it to be exciting and not just love. We want our friendships to be exciting. Life is an adventure and we plan on taking that adventure every single day when we wake up. Every time we wake up, it's like, yes, a new day. It's going to be great. And what am I going to get into? So that's, you know, an Aries moon in a nutshell. I'm going to try just to spend not too much time on each sign. going to give everybody due diligence, but, you know. So moving on. I'll move away from Aries. I don't want to talk about myself too much. So next in line is Taurus. So the main characteristics of a Taurus moon is that they're steady and they're even. So the moon is exalted in Taurus, and this means that the moon's happy to be there. If a planet, a luminary, is in the sign that it's exalted in or in its domicile, that means that the best qualities of that planet or luminary are going to shine. They're really going to come forth, and that's what happens when the moon is in Taurus. Taurus brings this stabilizing energy to the ever-changing moon. The moon changes sign every two to two and a half days, so the moon is constantly moving through the signs. So when the moon is in Taurus, it you might have emotional tor- turmoil, as everybody does in life, but you're going to deal with it well because Taurus is so steady. It's, it's a fixed earth sign. It has that stabilizing, grounded feeling to it. You're also going to have um, an artistic flair to you. It might not be in the traditional sense where like you're an artist, but you appreciate art and beauty because Taurus is ruled by Venus. So Venus coming in with her art and beauty all the time. You're also 
overly wary, overly cautious of people, of your emotions. Um, You're responsible and practical, even to the point of being methodical in the way that you think about things. You try to really think about how you feel before you react. Overreacting isn't something that we see with this placement too often, and again, it's because Taurus brings that responsible, steadfast, overarching property to the moon. It calms the erratic nature of the moon down. So while Taurus, you might be stuck in your ways, as all Taurus placements are, you know, the stubborn stereotype, you don't overreact, which also means that you don't form your feelings or opinions quickly. Um, You tend to use facts over emotion when deciding how you feel. You take in the whole situation, the whole scenario, and then decide, okay, this is how I feel about this person, or this is how I feel about this situation. And once you've made that decision, like you may be cautious to make a decision about someone or to form a bond with somebody or commit to a relationship, but once you do, you're all in. Once you've decided to take the leap, you're going to be all in and it's going to be very, very hard to get you out, sometimes to the point that you will stay in an unhealthy or failing relationship just because you're like, well, I committed, so I'm here. You have great social skills and that's thanks again to your lovely ruler, Venus. Um, And although you have great social skills and people love being around you, that doesn't necessarily mean that you love being around other people. You would much prefer to be at home just with like a few close friends or even just your significant other or even just by yourself, enjoying good food and wine and having all the luxuries while being in your own home. You like close, committed relationships. You want something that's reliable as you are. A Taurus moon knows their qualities. They know they're reliable. They know they're someone that can be trusted So they want somebody that they can also trust with all their secrets and all their emotions. They want to give that to somebody. Um, So Taurus also rules the material world. And when a Taurus is truly in love or truly cares about someone, they share their home and their materials freely with others. One of the quickest ways to win over a Taurus moon to really get to their heart is through giving them really thoughtful gifts. A Taurus will love that, Um, you know, even down to just getting their favorite food, like picking up their favorite meal for them and showing them that you you pay attention and that you appreciate the finer things about them and their taste, their taste in music, their taste in food, art, all of that. If you can pick up on that in somebody in a Taurus moon, that's really going to show that you care about them and it's going to win them over. As far as how their subconscious is in general, they know they have emotions. They don't try to hide them, but again, there's no emotional outbursts. It's just a very steady, normal, good position for the moon to be in. They don't hide their emotions, but they don't have outbursts. So it's it's a pretty solid uh, moon placement. So good on you if you've got a Taurus moon. Now let's move to the Gemini moon, which is mutable air, which just that in general screams erratic. (laughs) So after we have the beautiful, sweet, stable Taurus moon, we move into a Gemini moon who, some keywords for them, they're witty and they're vibrant and they're intellectual and they're fast learners. 
but they're also variable and they're inconsistent. Um, they can come off extremely charming because they're talkers. They, they're very chatty people. Uh, the yeah, chatty definitely comes to mind with them. They love exchanging thoughts and ideas. Thoughts and ideas are important to this placement because that's how they process their emotions. While a Taurus moon, yes, they are logic. They mix logic and emotion together. A Gemini moon is restless and pretty much logic overall. It's intellect over everything. They need, they have this active mind that needs to be intellectually stimulated um, because Gemini does nothing to quell the erratic nature of the moon. If anything, it's like party on moon, party on, like let's keep going. (laughs) It heightens that that erratic nature of the moon and just says, keep turning. Let's keep running through these signs. Like there's no stopping us. So constant stimulation is required to keep a Gemini moon happy. They love, love, love partaking in all forms of communication. And you can bet that their conversation skills are, are amazing. And if they're not good in conversation, they're good writers because Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is the planet of communication. Therefore, whether they're a talker or a writer, somehow they will be good at communicating their thoughts and ideas. Um, yeah, if you're having a conversation with a Gemini moon, be prepared to be taken on some tangents. You could start out talking about what the weather was like and you could end up at the fall of Rome with a Gemini moon, but you'll get back to the weather. Just, it's going to be a roundabout way to get there. Their interactions with others are that they're a free spirit. They also really like people. They're drawn to people who are mysterious. So if you are trying to win the heart of a Gemini moon, trying to understand the emotions of a Gemini moon, know that you need to keep a little mystery in the mix. Because if a Gemini moon gets all the information about someone from the start, you're going to seem boring. It's going to be like, wow, you're surface level. There's not much to you. I figured you out quick. They like puzzles. They want They want to feel like they uncovered the secrets. <laughs> this all comes down to secrets because it's the subconscious, you know. Um, so they, they don't want someone boring. They want somebody with depth that can also be a continual um, adventure for them because they can become irritable when they're bored. So an exciting partner is good for them. Someone that keeps them on their toes, someone that keeps them second guessing (laughs) seems really, uh, really erratic. And it is, it's definitely a restless energy that Gemini brings if they're not constantly learning something. So their wit and sarcasm can sometimes be misconstrued as being snappy or rude to people. They can come off very crude and blunt to the wrong partner or to the wrong person in general. So make sure, Gemini Moons, that you find somebody who understands the way you speak and the, and the way that you th- communicate with others, that you are just a dry, witty person and that's how you come off and that's how you're always going to be. So don't change for anyone. Just maybe forewarn people that, hey, I use sarcasm as my first language. (laughs) The last thing about a Gemini moon is that you need to retain a sense of independence. That's extremely important to you. You don't need to run wild and free quite like a Sagittarius or an Aquarius does. 
but you do need to be able to retain your own thoughts and opinions without someone trying to change the way you think. So an ideal partner for you would be somebody that respects your opinions and allows you to keep them without trying to make you basically a clone of them, that you don't want to be the same as your partner if you have differing views. You want to maintain that sense of independence. We're going to switch gears entirely now and talk about Cancer Moons. This is Cardinal Water, and uh, Cancer Moons are actually in their domicile, meaning this is, you know, Cancer is the ruler of the moon, so this is actually going to bring out a lot of qualities of the moon. Some keywords here are sympathetic and protective. They're also extremely loyal, but possessive. They can be prone to moodiness and self-pitying if things don't go their way. Um, Cancer, you know, being the ruler of the moon, it just heightens that that ever-changing, you know, two, two and a half day change of your moods are all over the place. One day you're fine, the next day you're extremely emotional, the next day you're up in the air happy, you just never, you really never know. So, but since you are in the domicile here, the more positive qualities will be brought to light, meaning you're sensitive, you're loyal, you're patient, and overall, you understand emotions. Out of all the placements... I feel like cancer moons are the ones that not only have emotions, but understand them. All the other signs are either avoiding their emotions, having outbursts, or trying to understand their emotions through intellect. Whereas cancer just, they are emotion. So this is innate to them. They have strong emotions and perceive the world through feeling rather than intellect. So again, they're not going to try to sit down and work some math problem to understand how they feel, they're going to sit down and just cry it out because they already know how they feel. They're going to process it and they're going to move on from it. Maybe they won't move on, but at least they'll know what's going on. Um, Contrary to what people think, this is a big contradiction here. So just because a Cancer moon is emotional doesn't mean they're going to show it. So a Cancer sun is more likely to be the the outward emotional one than a cancer moon is and that's because again the sun is is the core of us it's like this is just who we are the moon is our subconscious so a cancer moon is able to deeply connect with that almost psychic intuition within themselves but that doesn't mean they show it to the world they keep that for them so if you have a cancer moon and you're always wondering, like, why am I not, you know, crying all the time? Why am I not emotional like other cancers? It's because it's more of a subconscious emotion than an outright emotion. So that means you're very, very intuitive. You have, you probably have a decent memory. If someone makes an impression on you, you will remember it. You will remember it even if you don't in your active memory subconsciously, you remember things. Um, you also tend to put on an aggressive, an aggressive front to hide the fact that you are soft. So that comes with you're kind of protecting your subconscious. You don't want people to know that you have this soft underbelly. Think, think the actual crab, like the symbol for cancer that's the crab. It has that hard outer shell and then it's very soft on the inside. Cancer moons need alone time. 
You need alone time in that shell of yours to recharge and sort through your feelings. So you, because again, you have so many. And since you have that direct connection to your subconscious, you really need to be able to sort through them or else they'll eat you alive. If you don't give yourself the proper time to sort through how you feel, you're going to have a bad time. I promise you that, Cancer Moons. Give yourself whatever it is you do to give yourself downtime, whether you read, you go for a run, you meditate, you just sit and listen to music, do that for yourself at least a couple times a week so you can really process what's going on. So in your interactions with other people, just like every other Cancer and Cancer placement, you enjoy long-term loving relationships. Um, it's not going to be easy to find it, Cancer Moons, I'm sorry, because you're going to experience a good bit of heartbreak before you find somebody to settle down with because you, much like the Taurus Moon, will hold on to those toxic relationships for too long because you think it'll turn around because you know you've let them into your shell and now you don't want to let them go. You, you fear that you also might not be deserving of love and then you fear you might end up alone because you have all these emotions and who's going to want to handle it and who's going to be able to understand it and then you think no one's going to understand me so I'll just be alone and that's that whole self-pity thing I was talking about. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. There's plenty of people who will understand you if you give them the time to understand you. With someone as, that has emotions as complex as you do, you can't expect people to get you right out the gate. That's a tough one. As someone who has a not emotional moon sign, trust me, we do our best and we love you, but it can be very hard to take it all in at once. So open up slowly to us and we'll do our best. <laughs> so again, you understand emotions well, but please don't turn to using them as manipulation to get what you want from a relationship because that can also happen here. You guys understand emotions to, on a level that others don't because, again, cancer rules the moon. You literally rule the subconscious. So subconsciously, you might end up using your knowledge of emotions as a manipulation tactic. Well, that's not cool, man. <laughs> so if you can just drop the possessive ways and allow your loyalty and innate caring to shine through, you're going to be unstoppable in love and you will find someone so worthy. You just have to make sure that you set boundaries for yourself along the way and don't fall victim to your own games. That's all I'm going to say on that, Cancer Moons. Let's move on. Leo Moon. Now, this is a placement that I personally through my study of astrology, think is one of the toughest moon places. And the reason I say that is because both Cancer and Leo are rulers of luminaries, the sun and the moon. So when you have a Leo moon, it's technically in the opposite luminary that it would be normally ruling. It's fixed fire. Leo moons are flamboyant and fun-loving, but they're also self-centered and conceited. So I'll, I'll explain why I think it's a hard placement once I get through all this. They have strong emotions. You're taking fire, fire placements, and one of the most flamboyant in your face, fire placements. Out of all three, I'll say Leo is, look at me, I'm the center of attention. 
and then you're putting that on your emotions. Whew, that's a tough one. Leo placements, all Leo placements do everything big. So that means big emotions and be center of, like be the center of attention, center stage emotions. You guys do have huge hearts, huge, huge hearts. And you think with that heart, you don't think logically. You're always thinking emotionally rather than logically. And that can get you in trouble. And that's one reason that I feel like you end up feeling like cancer moons do where it's like nobody understands me and that's because everything is so emotional based that it can be hard for other people to meet you on that level you do like learning um, but again just like an aries moon the subject has to make your fire burn bright you have to be passionate about it if you're in a dead-end job and you feel that way because it's it's not giving you any passion it's not fueling your fire you're you're not going to want to be there for very long you won't waste your time on things you aren't passionate about. And that includes people. If a Leo moon, when they meet you, doesn't instantly feel that spark, they're probably, it's going to take a lot for them to, to stick around. They want, they want to be like all consumed immediately. They also have no time for narrow-minded people. And this is a really interesting thing about Leos, especially Leo moons. This can be a pretty big deal breaker if you are a narrow-minded person and you interact with a Leo moon because Leo moons love talking about new ideas and different concepts in life. So closed-minded people who are set in their ways aren't going to be for them. That's not saying that a Leo moon wants to change your mind. They just want the opportunity to speak openly and to just have a dialogue. They want a back and forth conversation without it being, you know, combative and you just being stubborn about everything. So closed-minded people are not for them. And like any other Leo placement, they want to be the center of attention. This can make them highly expressive and dramatic in the way that their emotions come out. So Leo moons have no problem crying, just like a Cancer moon. They have no problem saying how they feel, whether or not you like it. <laughs> they do not care. But overall, they're wonderful to be around and they can be extremely entertaining because they just want the people that they care about to laugh and they bring a sense of excitement with them, just like all the fire signs do. All the fire signs bring, they bring the party with them wherever they go. So being around a Leo moon, will be very, very fun and exciting. They're very social and they are not happy when they're alone. And this is another reason that I feel like Leo moons have a tough time because they don't like being alone. They don't wanna be alone. They want to be someone's center of attention. They want to be someone's something. They like working, they work well in groups and they like working in groups. And that's again, because they like being around people. In a group setting, they're gonna inspire others to be the absolute best they can be. They're natural born leaders. Um, and they don't do very well taking orders from overly bossy people. They don't mind taking orders as long as you're treating it like a team. If it's a team aspect, sure. Anyone you know can give orders, be in charge. But as soon as you treat them less than or like a like you know like a peasant that's not going to sit well with them because in their minds we're all equals and this is a team effort they're prone to being vain and having some sort of self-obsession so when that comes to emotions and you know the moon signs the subconscious that's they might think about their own emotions a little more than yours this is something that can be curbed 
curved over time with just getting to know somebody and them feeling comfortable. The more they feel comfortable, the more they'll maybe invest in someone else's emotions. But from the beginning, it's really going to be, how do I feel? How are you making me feel right now? If you want to make a Leo moon fall in love with you, just compliment them. <laughs> Say something nice. They're, they're complete suckers for compliments and they need a lot of constant attention and praise to feel loved. So their love language is 100% words of affirmation. It's super simple. Just if you have a Leo moon in your life, wake up and say like, hey, beautiful, hope you have a great day. And then at the end of the day, just be like, hey, beautiful, how was your day? And it'll, it'll make their world. It, it truly, truly will. When a Leo moon is in love, they have a flair for the dramatics and they want the grand romance. Um, these people have a tendency to put others on a pedestal, which here's another issue for Leo moons. <sighs> that pedestal may or may not be reachable. It may or may not be real. Cancer moons sometimes can do this, but not as much as Leo moons. So the pedestal that you put people on, Leo moon, is one that you've created in your mind. Again, you see the best in people. You see what people can be. You see their potential. But that doesn't mean that's what they are. That's what you think they can achieve. And you know what? Not everybody's down to achieve it. Not everybody's down to be that. And not everybody can be that. So you really do set yourself up to feel some disappointment when a potential lover, friend, family member can't live up to the person that you've created or the person you think they can be that's in your head. Your lover is also an extension of yourself. So you want them to be perfect. You want them to be the person you think they are, because if they don't end up being that, then it bruises your ego. Because again, it's an extension of you because you, you form such close bonds with people. So it feels like, almost feels like a self-betrayal when your partner isn't living up to what you think they should. So there's a lot of great things about Leo moons. Again, they're passionate, they're dramatic, they're strong, they're funny, but the negatives are definitely there for a Leo moon. So my heart goes out to Leo moon placements. You know, when you think with your heart that much and you wear it on your sleeve, it's not like she's, these people are thinking with their, their hearts and then hiding it. They generally are also just putting it out into the world. And that can be really, really hard. So Harker's out to you, Leo moons. Last one, Virgo moons. Virgo moons are mutable earth, and it's a really, really big shift from the Leo moon. So a Virgo moon is going to be intellectual. They're going to be responsible. They're also going to be critical and anxiety-ridden. And we'll get to why they're anxiety-ridden by the end. Virgos in general are anxiety-ridden, but so the moon, it's all, it's all this subconscious anxiety they have. So Virgo gives a stabilizing effect to the moon, just like all the earth signs do. It's not as much as Taurus, but it's there. It, it helps to quell that erratic energy that the moon has. These people are sharp and witty, and they're analytical in their emotions. They are much, much more logic-based than emotion-based, almost entirely logic-based, really. These people want to know how things work. They don't just want to go through the motions. They want to know, well, 
why am I doing this? How does this work? Why is this? What's the full circle of this? So if they start a job or, you know, are learning something new, it's not enough to just know the motion. You need to know, well, why am I doing this motion? And then it's going to make a lot more sense to them. These people are also super skeptical and will double check when anyone says ever, this is the quintessential person that is, if you say to them, the sky is blue, they're going to go outside and check. It's, it's, that's that saying that's, that was made for Virgo moon. They aren't stubborn though. Uh, like a lot of the earth signs can be like Capricorn and Taurus can be, they're not known to be stubborn. And that's because if you prove them wrong with facts, if you have the facts to back up anything you're saying, a Virgo moon will adapt to their point of view. If you say, Hey, this is what's going on. These are the facts. They'll be like, oh, all right. And then they'll just, they'll trust you and they will change their point of view. But if it's speculation, now they're not going to change their point of view. They're, like I said, very analytical, need the facts. These people are realists, which is a nice word for a pessimist is what some people say, but they really are just fact-based over emotions. That's all it comes down to. Material and financial matters are always for the long-term. So these people think in long-term planning. They don't think like, oh, well, what am I going to do next week? They're like, no, what am I going to do next year? Because security is especially important to these people. They're perfectionists, as all Virgo placements are. And this is where their inner anxiety comes out. They tend to worry about things that haven't happened or that aren't likely to happen. They make up every possible scenario in their head and then they try to prevent it from coming true with their perfection. So I'm sorry, Virgo moons. That sounds really, that sounds stressful. Just thinking about it, thinking about, well, what could go wrong and what might go wrong and what can go wrong. And then having a plan for every single scenario and probably never using any of them because it didn't happen. That's crazy. That's, that's not, I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm saying like, wow, That's so much thought that goes into something that you're probably never going to use. And that's where your anxiety comes from. Definitely. So this inner anxiety, this inner turmoil that you have makes you selective about the people you interact with and also the situations you put yourself in. You're critical of everyone around you. Everyone. No one is safe from a Virgo moon's criticism (laughs) ever. And it's not in a bad way. It's not criticizing you for like the shoes you bought or something like that or the coffee you drink it's criticizing you because that's how their minds work they need to break things down in order to understand them and that also applies to their emotions and when they deal with other people they need to break everything down and build it back up in order to understand it virgo moons are reserved with their emotions and rarely allow themselves to be vulnerable or show their soft side. I, the Virgo moons that I know, I don't know if I've ever seen too much emotion from them. Even just Virgos in general, that's a that's a pretty solid Virgo trait. But it, it, if you have a Virgo moon, you've probably been described as cold and distant. So say you have a very emotional sun sign like Pisces or Cancer, and then you have a Virgo moon, you're not going to feel like the typical Pisces or Cancer where everyone's like, oh, you're so dramatic, you're so emotional. Like, no, no, 
Now with a Virgo moon, you're going to hide it. You're going to keep it to yourself. You're going to bury that emotion, that subconscious world, and you're going to, you're going to bury it. And then you're going to plant flowers of anxiety on top of it. Um, in a partner, this is my favorite thing about a Virgo moon. In a partner, you often like messier people. And what I mean by that is not like, you know, dirty, you don't like, you know, dirty people, but you like people who are, who can loosen you up, who can make you have fun, even if it drives you crazy. You don't want a carbon copy of you because how uptight and boring would that be? You want someone who can kind of get under your skin and someone who understands that, yeah, while you're cold and distant, you aren't heartless. You want someone who is patient with you in that aspect and someone who doesn't really need all that much emotional care because you show affection in different ways. Your love language is acts of service. You do little things to show people that you love them. Like you may have, you know, fixed something for somebody or you may have done a favor for someone and not, and you don't respect expect anything in return because you did it just because you love them you might not say i love you but your actions say i love you and that's how virgo moon works all right so those that's that's a quick rundown of the first the first six moon signs yeah wow i hope you guys enjoyed that um Next week, I will be going through the next six. And then after that, you know, who knows? Who knows what we'll get into? Who knows what my Aries moon will, will have cooked up for us by that point? You know, you got to live, gotta live day to day. You can't plan out too much. That's boring. Um, thank you all so much to everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. I've been getting amazing feedback. All of you have been disgustingly kind, beautifully kind. I, I feel so grateful to have such supportive people in my life and I can't wait to keep this rolling and share so, so much more with you. All right, my moon babies, you have a great rest of your day. I will see you next week.